welcome to the Glow Podcast with Dr. Land. Our purpose is to inspire and equip you to live a purposeful and maximized life that makes a glowing difference in your world to God's glory. For more inspiring content from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's listen in and be inspired. ahead still talking about how to be an icon in our world and today I want to talk about something very very important as I began to look at Daniel I discovered that there was something about him that actually made him different from everyone and this thing is so uh, so necessary especially for this time that we have today I'm going to be speaking on what I titled the icon is an intercessor the icon is an intercessor. I know that word intercession might sound very religious to some people that are, uh, that are watching, or it might sound like one big word, but simply the word intercession, um, you could say prayer, you know, but it's a kind of prayer for other people. It's a kind of prayer for a, a, a community, a city, or a nation. Intercession simply means bridging the gap. So when you, when you talk about, when you say an icon is an intercessor, you are saying that an icon is somebody who bridges the gap. Who bridges the gap. And in this time around, we're not talking about just bridging the gap between people and people. We're talking about the biggest gap that can ever exist, which is the gap between God and humanity. So an intercessor is somebody who has a relationship with God. And then get involved in prayer for those who do not have a relationship with God or who are off course with God to try to get them in alignment with the will of God. So an icon has a powerful weapon that he uses, and it is the weapon of prayer. I mean, I, I can't say just too much about the weapon of prayer, and I'm going to be talking about it you know, shortly, about how powerful uh, prayer is and how powerful you can be when you get involved in intercession. You don't even have to leave your house. From your couch, you can control the hand that moves uni- the universe. From your house, you can get into the halls of Congress. You can get to the White House. You can get to, the, to, the, to, the, to where your, the leader of your nation is located without even leaving your room. You can get there and control the affairs of the world. You can bring the will of God to come to pass in nations. You can bring the will of God to come to pass in somebody's house who is far away from you in another continent. You can touch your family members, you know, that are not with you right now in different places. You can right there on your couch. You can be a healer to the world by, by this, uh, uh, this process of intercession. But let's look at the book of Daniel uh, very quickly. So we're going to be reading from Daniel chapter 9 and verse 1. It says that, it was the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede, the son of Assyrius. Um, uh, you know, they also the son of Assyrius who became king of the Babylonians. So, um, in- interesting. So during the first year of his reign, I Daniel learned from reading the word of the Lord, as revealed to Jeremiah the prophet, that Jerusalem Jerusalem must lie desolate for. 70 years. Now, let me, let me talk about this uh, passage that we have read uh, just a while, just a little background. So, 
Daniel says that this event that is about to describe took place in the first year of Darius, the son of Asasurus. So, <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, the, the first point I would like to mention about from this passage is when intercession is really needed. When intercession is really needed. I call it the when of intercession. When intercessors are needed. When people who can pray are needed. And just a little study of what was going on at this time when Daniel uh, uh, recorded this and when Daniel uh, did what we're about to read right now will help us to understand um, why intercession is needed and how it applies to our world now. Now, this um, passage in Daniel chapter 9 verse 1, the first year of the reign of Darius the Mede. If you go and study uh, history, a little study in Wikipedia, um, you will see that it was a very tumultuous time in Persia. You know, Darius became king because his father was killed by, you know, one of the leaders. One of the leaders, you know, in Persia then killed Darius' father. Then Darius was made king. And shortly after then, Darius himself was killed by, you know, by his own brother. So it was like a very complicated time in the history of, uh, of the Babylonian or, or Persia then. So there was a crisis of leadership. There was crisis in the society at that time. People were executing, and, I mean, they were executing kings and all that. And there was unrest in the society. So this was the context of when Daniel um, did what we're about to study today. Uh, number two, the, the next thing we see in that passage was that Daniel was studying the word of God. He was studying the book of Jeremiah, one of the prophets. And he saw there that Jeremiah had prophesied that the, the, the time of captivity of Jerusalem was to be 70 years only, was to be 70 years. And Daniel looked at the time and discovered that it was already 70, about 70 years, and yet nothing has happened. Israel was still in captive. And so I said, number two, when is intercession needed? Apart from when there is crisis in the society, like what we're experiencing right now, the second uh, thing is when the physical reality in the society, in your family, or in your life does not match the promised reality in the world. When the physical reality does not match the re reality of the world. You know, sometimes you read, you read the Bible and you see the promise of God about your family, that your family is supposed to be like this. You know, we see promises. You know, your days will be like days of heaven upon the earth. You, you know, and then you see your family members dying just like that. Uh, you see in the word of God, where the word of God says that no evil shall befall you, no place shall come near your dwelling place, but everybody is falling sick. You see some promises in the word of God, but it looks like the reality of your family or your own personal reality or the reality of your nation, your church, you, you know, your business does not match what is in the word. That, that uh, look, seeing that is a call for intercession. So I've mentioned two things right now. 
when is intercession needed? When do we need to get into, you know, serious, intense prayers? Number one, when there's crisis in the society, like what is going on right now. Number two, when the physical reality does not match up with the promised reality in the world. Israel was supposed to be free from the Babylonian in 70 years, but it wasn't happening. Then Daniel said, I am going to get into prayer. I want to find out what is going on. I want to know why this is happening. And then, the third thing, when is intercession needed? When God's people or you or the nation is in a desperate condition, when they are in a, despa- in a desolate or desperate condition, you know, he said that Jerusalem must lie desolate for 70 years. So Israel was scattered, you know, all over. Then they were taken captive. People were in a desolate condition. And then something just stirred up inside Daniel that this thing ought not to be so. I am going to do something about it. That is what an icon does. So I just want to bring this home before I go to my second uh, main point uh, in today's message. Listen, look at the world right now. Look at our nation. Look at the nation. A lot of things are shutting down. Our leaders, you know, are catching the disease. I, you know, I, I was, you know, reading and I saw the, the, the prime minister of, uh, of uh, the UK, you know, has gotten the disease. Some of the members of his, uh, of his cabinet, I mean, you hear all these things going on. Then you hear of other things going on, the economy crashing, all kinds of things, you know, just going on. Then you, you bring it home closer to yourself. You look at your own life and you, you wonder what is going on. Like yesterday I was about to go to sleep and, you know, I, I just felt this strong burden on me. I, I, you know, everything was going on well. I had a great week, you know. I mean, you know, I was able to do certain things I had not been able to do in a while. You know, got online, talked to people, writing books, doing all that, talking to people. But I just felt so sad going to bed yesterday night you know, that I actually had to write a poem you know, just to let the emotions out. And I was wondering, what was going on with me? Why was I feeling so sad? Why was I feeling so sad? And then I woke up this morning. I slept and I woke up this morning. And the Holy Spirit told me, he said, I'm calling you to prayer. He said, I'm calling you to intercession. I'm calling you to deeper prayers. That a lot of people do not know what is going on right now. And they do not know what is coming. A lot of people do not, they do not understand what I am doing right now. But for those for those people who are close to me, especially those, everybody right now, you have the opportunity now. He said, I want to call you into a deeper level of prayer. I want you to begin to pray, to begin to pray concerning the future, your future, to begin to pray concerning the future of the nation, the future of the body of Christ, to begin to pray for the leaders, to begin to pray uh, regarding the situations that are upcoming and the situations that are happening right now so that my will will be done and the kingdom of and my kingdom will have the final say. So I just I, I was in the bathroom when that came to me, and I said, Lord, I'm going to dedicate myself more to 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 more prayer in these upcoming weeks. Um, you know that you know in, in these upcoming weeks, I'm going to dedicate myself to more prayer. And you know, um, the the message today is really really about that. So when is intercession needed? Intercession is needed in those. You know, three situations, and of course, some of that situations will also call for it. We need people to rise up and begin to pray when there's a crisis in the society, when the physical reality does not match the, the, the reality in the, in the word of God, when the kingdom of the world is not in alignment with the kingdom of God, when God's people are in a desolate condition, and when God begins to speak to our hearts and begins to put a burden in our hearts, God is calling on people to pray. 
Now, how is intercession done? That's my second point uh, in today's message. How do we get in, into, how do we actually intercede? Intercession is very simple. Uh, you, don't want, you don't want to, you know, follow rules. Intercession is like somebody who is impregnated, like, you know, like a woman going to labor um, and, you know, is about to deliver. A burden comes upon you and you just begin to respond to the burden. But we can see some basic guidelines from the life of uh, Daniel. So let's talk about the what of intercession. How do we actually intercede uh, very well? Um, the first thing about intercession is that intercession is a humble, earnest plea to God. It's a humble, earnest plea to God. When you get into uh, intercession, there's, there's no proud pride involved. It's like you are somebody who is kneeling down, sitting down, bowing down, and you are calling to a higher power and making a plea to a higher power. Help us in this situation. Help our city, help our nation, help my family in this situation. It's a humble, earnest plea to God. Let's look at how Daniel uh, did it. In Daniel uh, chapter, chapter 9 and verse 3, it says, So I turn to the Lord God. We need to turn to the Lord God. We need to turn to the Lord God. Many people are focused on the news. We are turned to the news. We are turned to social media. We are turned to just all kinds of things. We are turned to all the things flying on WhatsApp, on social media. We are turned to men. We are looking for answers from men. We are turned to the leaders of the nation. But Daniel said, I turned to the Lord God. So I'm calling on everyone to turn to God. To turn to God. You know, this week, in the coming week, to turn to God. To deepen your prayer life. To separate a time. To just pray more deeply, more intensely, in a more focused way. Separate a place out, a, a place in your house. When you do your work, you're working from home or, you know, you are playing with your kids. Have a time that you just go into a quiet corner in your house. Kneel down, sit down, lie down, whatever you do. And begin and turn your face to God and begin to cry to God on behalf of people, on behalf of those who are suffering, on behalf of the church, on behalf of the nation, regarding the plans of God, regarding the kingdom of God, because we are, we're, you know, we, we all are not even sure what is coming, but God knows exactly what is coming, and he's the right person to turn to at this time, not to man, and not to the trouble, and not to the fear. So he said, I turn to the Lord God. So intercession is taking your focus off the situation and turning to God. And then he said, I pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore a rough ball up and sprinkled myself with ashes. I'll talk about the rest. So the first thing is that intercession is a humble, earnest plea to God. A humble, earnest plea to God. And the earnestness is showed by the fact that Daniel decided to deny himself of certain things. He decided that he was going to deny himself of maybe, you know, uh, you know food through fasting, you know, some, some time watching the news or whatever he loved to do just to spend some time to pray and to, and, to, and to reach out to God and to pray on behalf of the nation. Now, the second thing about intercession is that, uh, about the word of intercession, about how intercession is carried out is that, in intercession, what you do is you acknowledge, you acknowledge the rightness and the faithfulness of God. 
So you turn to God and plead with him. And in the pleading, you acknowledge the rightness and the faithfulness of God. You know, that was, I want to say that to everybody. God, God has done everything right. There's nothing to, you can't blame God for anything. So many people want to blame God and say, oh, this is happening because of God or whatever. No, 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 no. God is okay. God is right. We are the one that needs to come in alignment with him. It is our world that needs to come in alignment with him. God is okay. So this is not about blaming God. Why is this happening to me? Why is that happening? This is the time to turn to God and to ask God for help. When things are not in alignment in our lives with what the word of God says, it is not the time to blame God. It is the time for us to turn to God and say, God, help us, help me to find alignment. Show me what I am missing. What do I need to do? Look at how Daniel did this. He, sa he said it. He said, oh Lord. He said, I pray to the Lord God and confess in verse 4. And this is how he said, oh Lord, you know, you are a great, uh, verse 4. Oh Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant. And you keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and who obey your command. And then he goes on to say uh, in verse 9, he said, but the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving. Even though we have rebelled against him, we have not obeyed the Lord our God. For we have not followed the instruction he gave us through his servant, the prophet. So he acknowledged the fact that God was okay. God is fine. We are the ones that need to be in alignment. So God is fine. God is on the throne. We are the ones to get in alignment. It's us that need to get in alignment with him. It's our nation. It's our family. It's ourselves that need to get in alignment with him. And Daniel, in his humility, in practicing intercession, he acknowledged that. And we need to do that. We need to acknowledge, you know, that before God. You know, that is not, you know, working in unbelief. That is how the prayer of intercession goes. You go in there and you acknowledge the fact that God is faithful, that his word is true, no matter what is going on, that it is, he, it is us that are falling short. And it is him that can bring us back to the right way. Now, the next thing uh, about intercession, the word of intercession, is you will acknowledge, the, you acknowledge what is wrong, and you identify with the people. Even though you might not be the one that has committed the wrong, but you, I, you, I, you just identify with the people. You take it on yourself. Just like when Jesus was on, the, was on the cross, he knew no sin, but he was made to be sin for us. He was interceding on our behalf. He took our sin upon himself. So when you are interceding for people also, you make it very personal. You identify with it. You don't say, oh yeah, they have sinned against you. No, you take it. No, we have sinned against you. Lord, we have sinned against you. We, you know, we, 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 we have gone out of alignment with your word. And Lord, you begin to pray for other people as if you are praying for yourself. You make it very personal. You pray for your entire family as if you are praying for yourself. You pray for your workplaces as if you are praying for yourself. You pray for your nation, your city, as if you are praying for yourself. Because we're part of the nation. We're part of the city. Amen. So we, we pray that way. That's how... Uh, inter that's how intercession is done. There's an identification that is required. You know, just like when, when Abraham was praying for Sodom and Gomorrah, he, he was pleading to God. He was saying, what if you find this amount of righteous people there? What if you find this? It was, it was like he took it very personal in praying. So intercession is very personal because it is something that involves our passion. Hallelujah. So that's uh, Daniel, you know, you could actually read it in Daniel chapter 9, verse 8. How, you know, 9, you know, uh, sorry, 7 to 14, how he prayed. But because of time, I'm not going to read that particular passage right now. 
Now, the, the fourth thing about the word of intercession is that when you are interceding concerning a situation, you must ask for a specific turnaround. In other words, you go in there humbly, you acknowledge the rightness of God, you identify with what is going on, you take it upon yourself, you pray, but then don't hand without asking for a specific turnaround, a specific ask for a turnaround, for a turnaround, you, you ask for it. So let's look at verse 16, how Daniel did that in verse 16 to 19. It says, in view of all your faithful mercies, Lord, please turn your furious anger from, from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. All the neighboring nations mock Jerusalem and your people because of our sins and the sins of our ancestors. Oh, Lord, hear your servant's prayer, listening as I plead for your own sake. Lord, smile again on your desolate sanctuary. Oh, my God, lean down, listen to me, open your eyes and see our despair. See how our city, the city that bears your name, lies in ruins. We make this plea, not because we deserve help, but because of your mercy. Oh, Lord, hear. Oh, Lord, forgive. Oh, Lord, listen and act. For your name's sake, do not delay. Oh, my God, for your people and your city bear your name. So he was asking for mercy. He was asking for deliverance. He was asking that the desolate, you know, the, the, the desolate situation, you know, you know, stop. That the promises that were, that, that was written in the book of Jeremiah, that Israel was going to be freed in 70 years, come to pass. So that's what you do. You ask for a specific turnaround for yourself, for your family, for your nation. Lord, take this disease um, away. Lord, let your promises in the word be fulfilled concerning our nation that you will lead, heal our land. Lord, I pray for my family. I thank you for your protection. I thank you for your grace. You pray for yourself, for your business, for the future. You, you, you ask for specific things. So let's go to uh, my third point, and I have one more point after that. My third point is the warfare of intercession. So there is the walk, the, sorry, there is the, the when of intercession, when we pray, and I talked about that. There is the what of intercession, how intercession goes. Now, there's warfare when it comes to intercession. And that's why we have, intercession is not just something that you do once and stop. Intercession is something that you continue to do. The prayer of intercession and supplication is something that you must continue to do. And that's why you must create a habit of it, like Daniel had a habit of it. You must create a habit of it. He said in verse 20, he said, I went on, I went on praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people, pleading with the Lord my God, for Jerusalem is holy mountain. I went on. I went on means that it was something that he continued to do. And then also in Daniel chapter 10, we read this particular story. And I want to quickly run through it. Daniel chapter 10, uh, starting from um, verse 1. Daniel chapter 10, the next chapter, because it's also a chapter on intercession. It says, in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, had another vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future. Times of war and times of great hardship. So he saw that there was a time of war, a time of great hardship that was coming. Daniel had that vision and then, look at what he did. Uh, let, let, let's go to verse 2. He says, when this vision came to me, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. So this was an icon. He dedicated three whole weeks. Listen, this was a busy guy. This was not just a guy that was just staying in his house. This was a guy 
who was one of the leaders in the nation. He was one of the presidents, one of the overseers in the nation. But he still had the, the time to de dedicate three whole weeks to prayer and fasting. How much more we now, no matter how busy we are, working from home, going to work, we can still dedicate some time to praying, especially in this season, especially to pray about what is coming or what is ongoing, to pray the will of God. He said, I had been in mourning for three no three whole weeks. At that time, I had eaten no rich food. No meat or wine crossed my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. And then, suddenly, he had a vision of an angel that came to him. And the angel told him not to be afraid that from the first day, in verse 12, he says, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before God, your request has been heard in heaven, and I have come to answer your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me, and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now I am here to explain what will happen to, to the people in the future. For this vision concerns a time that is yet to come. You will see from that thing that whenever we are praying, there is something happening in the spiritual world. There's something happening in the unseen world. I want to let you guys know, even though you are seeing all these things happening in the nations right now, nations shutting down, things happening, I want you to know that there's something going on in the spiritual world that is precipitating all these things. There are some battles and warfares that are going on. When we join in intercession, when we start to pray, we have to stay consistent in prayer because there's some warfare that is going on. And it was because Daniel did not quit. Daniel continued to pray. Daniel continued to stand. That's, that's how the answer was able to come. Now, I know Daniel was in the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, we now have greater authority in the name of Jesus because we're seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That's now, with the power of the name of Jesus, we can, we, can, we can speak and principalities and powers will hear us and demons will tremble and they will bow. But we, many believers, we don't use that authority in prayer. So I want to call all of you at this season, at this time, to begin to use the name of Jesus Christ. You know, to, to call upon God and to wage this battle, this victorious battle. Jesus Christ has already won the victory for us. We are only to enforce the victory. To enforce the victory concerning our families, to enforce the victory concerning, uh, concerning our nation, to enforce the victory concerning our generation. To get into intercession and begin to use the name of Jesus over all the things going on right now, over the disease, no matter what is going on, to begin to call upon the name of Jesus Christ. God depends on intercessors to carry out his plans, to advance his plans on the earth. God needs people. He said, I sought for a man among them that would make up the edge and, 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 and you know, bridge the gap, but I found no one. God is looking for people. God is calling you to get into prayer right now. It doesn't matter whether you are a young believer or you, you are a veteran believer. Everyone can pray. You don't have to go technical. Just, get, just yield to God and begin to just spend some more time with God and pray and reach out to God on behalf of your, of your family, of your nation, on behalf of the church, on be, just for the will of God to be done in this situation. Let me end by talking about uh, my final point, which is the work of intercession. 
So what is going to happen when we all begin to intercede and we begin to pray? We know the when of intercession, when it is necessary. It is very necessary at this time. We know the what of intercession, what it entails. And then we know the warfare that takes place in intercession, telling us that we need to use the name of Jesus and we need to be consistent. We need to continue doing over a period of time. Now, the work of intercession. The work of intercession. What happens when we begin to pray? Let's see what happened to Daniel. Now, the first thing that happens when you begin to deepen your prayer life and become more intense and become an intercessor as an icon, begin to pray for the people in the world, in the society where you have been placed, when you begin to pray for families that are, your, that are not yours, begin to pray for people that, you do not, that are not your friends, that you do not know, when you begin to pray concerning causes that don't directly affect you and become an intercessor, the first thing that happens is transformation to you first. Intercession changes the intercessor. Intercession changes the intercessor first. So even though you are praying for others, even though you are lifting other people up, you are being changed. One of the things that will happen to you is that God will begin to give you a voice to be able to speak accurately to what is going on to people or in the community. Those who pray, they receive the word of God and they are able to speak more accurately to what is going on because they are in touch with God. They are at God's frequency. They are not just talking from their heads. They are talking from a depth of Spending time with God. Look at what happened uh, to Daniel in Daniel chapter, uh, ch chapter 10 and verse 16. He said, while he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground, unable to say a word. So he couldn't say a word at first. Then the one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. You see, when you get involved in intercession, God will touch your lips so that you can speak. Your post on social media, your phone calls, you're talking to people, encouraging people will be very powerful. It will, it, will, it will be very powerful. It will transform lives. You know, if you're a preacher, your, your, your preaching will be more powerful. When you pray for people and you preach to them, it's more powerful than when you preach for people and you, don't, you preach to people and you do not pray for them. So prayer opens us up. Also, prayer, prayer also causes us to be, to be more humble. Prayer produces humility in the intercessor. We're still talking about the transformation that takes place in you as you begin to pray more. You become humbler because you begin to see that no matter what is going on, you know, I am just a, a, a small part of it, but God is the, is, the, is the real one who can change everything. You know, intercession makes you to see the bigness of God, the greatness of God, the power of God. You know, Daniel said, Daniel said in that passage, he said, I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of the vision I have seen. Oh, Lord, I am very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? How can someone, my strength is gone, and I can hardly breathe? You know, he was humble. He went, you know, he, 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 he was lowly. Intercession takes us to that place of humility. And I tell you, the place of humility is the place of power. God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. When we are weak, that's when God is strong. So intercession, intercession takes us to that place of humility. And then God now gives you strength, supernatural strength. Look at what happened. He said, and the one who looked at me, verse 18, touched me again, and I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, he said. 
You are very precious to God. Intercessors are very precious to God. And God is going to give them strength. God is going to encourage them. He said, peace, be encouraged, be strong. And as he spoke these words to me, I suddenly felt stronger. And I said to him, please speak to me, my Lord, for you have strengthened me. There is a strength that is going to come to you as you get into prayer. Maybe you've been going through some blues down, down in your spirit, down, just, you know, you've been going through just some tough time. When you begin to pray the will of God and pray for other people, you are the first person that is going to benefit. I usually say something. Uh, I said that, you know, it's not possible for a pipe that is delivering water to ever complain of thirst. Whenever you are delivering something, you will never complain of the lack of it. Either water shall be watered also himself. When you minister to other people, you are going to be the first person that will experience the blessing. The husband man that labors is the first partaker of the fruit. So as we get into prayer and intercession, it, the, the first effect, the first work of intercession is that it affects us. It gives us utterance. It gives us, it makes us humble. And then it allows us to be able to tap into the strength of God, to be able to deal with our own affairs, and to be able to deal with the affairs of the world. The second thing, and I have one, I have one more after this. Okay, two more after this. I'll quickly run through it. It's intercession releases angelic activities. It releases angelic activities. So while we, are, we might be at home and we can't go anywhere, the angels are not restricted. Angels can move on your behalf. Angels can go to places that you cannot go to. They, they, they can travel to nations. They can travel everywhere. Prayer allows you. My, my, my friends are watching me. Prayer allows you to touch the world without using your physical hands or your physical self. You can have influence beyond your wildest imagination when you become an icon who intercedes. You can change things that you might not even know until you get to heaven. Many people can come to the kingdom of God just because of your prayers. There have been people that have knelt down, grandmothers that have knelt down, and they have prayed churches into being. I heard about one woman that said she was going to pray until churches have, have founded all over several cities. And she was doing it and counting as churches were founded. There are people that have knelt down and prayed for their children, and their children became men and women of God. I'm just encouraging you that you need to, you need to, you need to spend some time in prayer so that you can enjoy this. Angels are released when we pray, just like the angels came in response to Daniel's prayers. And then the next thing is wisdom. When we pray, wisdom comes to us. Wisdom comes to us. Wisdom is the ability to be able to handle situations, to know what to do about a situation from God, the right way to handle a situation. Right now, we need wisdom. We need to know what to do concerning our lives. You know, there are several areas where, you know, you might need wisdom when you intercede. God will give you wisdom. Look at the way it said in Daniel 10, 14. He said, now I am here to explain what will happen to your people in the future. For this vision concerns a time that is yet to come. I am here to explain what will happen. I'm here to show you things about the future. Then he said, he explained to me, Daniel, I've come to give you insight and understanding. The moment you began praying, a command was given, and I'm here to tell you what it was, for you are very precious to God. Listen carefully so you can understand the meaning of your vision. When we intercede and we pray, we have wisdom come, we have understanding come. And then finally, intercessors win. You will receive that thing that you are praying for. God will do something to cause what you are praying for to come to pass. 
Daniel said in, uh, in Daniel chapter 9 verse 5, it says, now listen and understand, seven sets of seven plus 62 sets of seven, you know, talking about, you know, just giving him wisdom, I'll pass from the time the command is given to build Jerusalem until a ruler, the anointed one comes, Jerusalem will be rebuilt with streets and strong defenses despite the perilous times. Jerusalem will be rebuilt. That was what Daniel was praying about. Jerusalem was desolate when he started inter interceding, but he received wisdom that God said Jerusalem will be rebuilt. And I'm here to tell you that whatever it is, is a burden to you right now as you go to God and pray. There's going to be a rebuilding. There's going to be an answer. There's going to be a win. There's going to be a manifestation. So I want to encourage everyone listening to me this week to take some time. We are showpieces. We are icons. Even though we might be restricted, we can still touch people through our prayers. Let's separate some time to pray, to fast, to seek God. Pray for yourself. Pray for others. Pray for your family. Take this opportunity to invest in the Spirit, to release some supernatural grace to work on your behalf so that when things pick up, you'll be working in the dividend of those prayers and the kingdom of God will be working in the dividend of, dividend of those prayers. So I want to call you all to prayer. That's, that's uh, the core of my message today. And I believe that, you know, God has spoken uh, to your heart about this. I just want to take a few minutes to pray for everybody watching me right now, just concerning the message, wherever you are. I just want you to bow down your head, lift up your hand, kneel down, whatever you do. I want to pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for everybody who has heard uh, uh, this message from you. Lord, this, the way this thing is, you know, like very in my heart, so urgent. I came to me yesterday, this morning and yesterday. Lord, I thank you because you are creating that urgency in people's hearts right now to call their families together to pray, to separate time to pray, to become intercessors, to be icons in the world who touch the world through prayers, to start spending extra time in intense prayer, to, 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 to make earnest, humble pleas to you. And Lord, I thank you because the manifestation of these decisions that people are making right now will be a release of wisdom release of strength. We will see ourselves as we are, see you as you are. Thank you because you will lift us up and you will lift our nation. You will lift our communities. You will lift families. You will deliver people and you will cause this season, Lord, to bring forth so much glory to you and cause advancement in your purpose and your plans. Lord, even as we pray, thank you for strengthening us and giving us grace to pray. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to be icons for your glory, to be intercessors for our land. And thank you for bringing people to you. I pray for those who are watching me right now that they've not received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you are watching me and you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior or you are, your connection with him is not intact, it's very easy to come back. He's already waiting for you. In him we live and move and have a bit. It's already around you. All you need to just say is, Jesus Christ, come into my life. I dedicate my life to you. I give myself to you. I believe you died for me and you rose again for my sake on the cross of Calvary. And accept me right now and receive me uh, into your kingdom and I tell you that as you do that, God receives you. You begin a new life. Thanks for listening to the Globe Podcast. We trust you were blessed and inspired. For more contents from Dr. Land, visit our website at www.pastorland.com and follow at Pastor Land on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Keep glowing. See you next time.